Verse 7 and verse 10 recount how Jesus had given instructions to his team through the women who were the first witnesses of his resurrection to meet Jesus at this particular mountain in the northern territory of Galilee. He had promised to show up there alive. Look at verse 17. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. I love that. I love that. How realistic is that? In my mind, they're approaching Jesus. They, they see Him up there. For many of these guys, the last time they saw Him, He was hanging on a cross. And they're overjoyed, and they're filled with worship, but, but some of them can't but help wonder if this is true. I mean, people don't just come back from the dead, do they? There He is. And then in verse 18, as I picture it, Jesus comes to them. Up to this point, they've been approaching Him. Now He approaches them. And Jesus steps towards them and it's all true. Every bit of it is true. He is alive. Verse 18, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. Stop there for a second. Is that a lot of authority? That's about all the authority there is, isn't there? All authority in heaven, all authority on earth, and it has been given to Jesus. Talk about a commander-in-chief. Now, didn't Jesus already have all this authority? I mean, didn't He already have all the authority? I mean, He's God the Son, right? And as God the Son, yes, He did have all authority. But now, as the resurrected Lord of all, He has that authority in a new and even more powerful way. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, and He is an undefeated Lord forever. Before he could die, and did. And then he has gone through death and won. In the book of Revelation, Jesus says, I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. You see him holding the keys. I got all the keys of death and Hades. I have all authority in heaven and earth, and that alone should cause us to worship him. It's right what we've done this morning by worshiping Jesus. You didn't come and sing about some dead guy. You came and sing, sang about and to the living Lord of the universe. All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to King Jesus. And here's what Jesus desires His authority to authorize. You see how important this is? He has just come back from the dead and He's got a message. If somebody comes back from the dead and they've got a message, you better listen up. And in fact, his message says, I have all the authority that there is. And now I'm going to use my authority to send you on a mission. Listen. Verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Here's the mission that we are sent on in 2016. Make disciples of Jesus Christ. Make disciples of Jesus Christ. The main command in verses 19 and 20 is make disciples of all nations. All the other parts of this command, the the going, the baptizing, the teaching, they are all participles that explain how to do that main imperative of making disciples. The Greek word is mathetuo, to make a disciple. To make someone into a follower. Here at Lance Free Church we use the phrase, bring people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Being a disciple is a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. So making disciples is our mission. It's the mission that the risen Lord Jesus gave to the apostles and now to His church. So that's what we're all about. That's what we were all about in 2015. And it's what we're going to be all about in 2016. It's what Lands Free Church has been all about since 1892. 124 years of making disciples of Jesus Christ. It's what our family of churches is all about. This fall, our Sunday school class watched the videos from the EFCA National Conference, and they were all about how the message of the church is the gospel, and the mission of the church is making disciples of Jesus Christ. In fact, the vision statement of our association of churches says, we are praying that God will raise up one million disciple makers, impacting millions with the gospel and transforming entire cities and regions globally. Your church's elder board spent time at every one of our meetings in 2015 talking about how we can help keep our focus on disciple-making as a church and also increase our effectiveness at making disciples as a church. This is what we're about. It, this morning, this, this afternoon at lunchtime, if, if, if Dad asks the kids, hey, what was the sermon about today? You should say, it's what it was always about. Right? That's what it was always about. The gospel and making disciples. The gospel and making disciples. We have a saying here at Lands Free Church. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, right? And the main thing is the gospel. Our message is the gospel. And our mission is to make gospel-centered disciples of Jesus Christ to the glory of God. A disciple, what, what is a disciple? A disciple is a follower. These days with social media, we have lots of followers out there, right? Do you follow this person on Facebook? Do you follow this person on Twitter? Do you follow him or her on Instagram? Uh, are you a disciple if you follow somebody on those things? Well, yeah, in a sense, we are their disciples. We are followers on some level. But this kind of disciple, a Matthew twenty-eight nineteen kind of disciple, is following someone on a deeper level. In fact, it's following someone on every level. Jesus wants us to follow Him and help others to follow Him on every level of our lives. That's why Jesus says in verse 19 that we baptize new followers and in verse 20 that we teach these followers to obey everything He has commanded us. First, we're to baptize new followers of Jesus Christ. We tell them the good news about Jesus. We introduce them to Christ. There is no discipleship without the Gospel. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. They have first to, they have to hear the Gospel. And then when they believe the Gospel, when they put their faith in Jesus, then the next big step is to go public with their faith and identify with Jesus in water baptism. How many have seen someone get baptized? Almost all of you have, right? What are they doing when they do that? Isn't that weird? They go up into the tank, and the pastor says some words, and then dunks them in the water and brings them back up, and they're all wet, and they've got to get toweled off. What's that all about? Well, when they're doing that, they're saying, I'm with Jesus. Jesus died for me, so I'm going to go down into the water to identify with Him. And Jesus came back to life to give me eternal life. I'm going up out of the water to say that I believe that He has given me a new life. And I'm claiming Jesus as my Lord. And when we as a church baptize someone, 
we are also saying something. We are saying that we believe that this person is now a disciple. He has a life-changing relationship with Jesus. She has started the journey of faith, of following Jesus Christ with her life. Some of you here have not yet taken this step of water baptism. Is 2016 the year that you finally go public with your faith? Notice again who is involved when you get baptized. What name do we baptize in? Verse 19 again. We baptize in them in the name, it says one name, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Interesting, isn't it? One name, one God, but three persons. The Blessed Trinity. That's big stuff. To be a disciple means to identify your life with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's following Him on every level. And not just at the beginning of your Christian life, but all of it. Verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Making disciples means teaching these followers to follow Jesus on every level. Did you ever notice that it says, not teach them to know everything that I've commanded, but to obey everything that I have commanded? True disciples obey their masters. They don't pick and choose what they're going to do. They do what their Lord says. I think that one of the things that the church in America has neglected the most is teaching our people that they have an obligation as followers of Jesus to do everything that Jesus has asked us to do. Not just the fun stuff. Like, sure, you need to love your family and love your neighbor, but you don't need to love your enemy. That's extra. No. Jesus says we do. Love your enemy. Or it's good to pray and go to church, but you don't have to practice sexual ethics like Jesus said too. You can have sex outside of the covenant of marriage. It'll be okay. No big deal. No. Jesus said sex is for marriage. And we are and sex outside of marriage is out of bounds. It's wrong. Disciples don't do that. Or we give people the impression that it's good to save your money, but it's optional to give it. No. Like Donnie taught us last week, we are commanded to be grateful givers. To be disciples is to follow Jesus on every level of our lives. Not just to know what He commanded, but to obey what He commanded. Everything. And it's our mission as a church to help people to follow Jesus on every level of their lives. Verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So, have you embraced this? As your mission? Do you see this? Matthew 28, 18-20. Do you see that as your mission in life? Not just to be a disciple, but to make disciples? To be sent on this mission? This summer, our youth group is planning to attend the EFCA Challenge Conference in Louisville, Kentucky. And the theme of this year's conference is Live Sent. Live sent. Our kids are going to learn about embracing this mission as their mission in life and get equipped to live the mission out in every area of their life. I think that's awesome. I think a lot of people aren't sure what their mission in life is supposed to be. What am I here for? But every follower of Christ has been sent to take part in this mission. The apostles were told to go, to go to the nations. Now, not all of us are supposed to be missionaries in the cross-cultural sense. 
Not all of us are called to learn a new language and go to a people group, which, which is what a nation is, a, a group of people that doesn't yet have the gospel. We're not all called to be missionaries like the folks whose pictures are on the back wall of this room. But that doesn't mean that we aren't sent on the same mission. We're all supposed to go, even if it's just across the room. And as we're going, we're supposed to make disciples. We're supposed to be living missionally. There's a there's a uh, adverb or an adjective. I don't know which one that is. That was an adverb. There's an adverb for you this year. Live missionally. Live your life on mission, on this mission, for God. I think some people think that discipling others is a solo sport like golf. But we're supposed to do it together. It's more like a team sport, like basketball. Or maybe one of those sports that's both individual and corporate, like wrestling. Here's my definition of what the church is. Church is Jesus' worshiping community of gospel-centered disciple-makers. I know I've poured a lot into that one sentence, but that's kind of my definition. If you want to know what I think the church is, that's what I think the Bible teaches. The church is Jesus's, he owns it, worshiping, like we did this morning, community of gospel-centered disciple-makers. We do this together. Nesta Kephart and I were interviewed a year ago for EFCA Today, and that's what we talked about in our interview that disciple-making is community-shaped. Everything we do as a church should be focused on working together to help people follow Jesus on every level of their lives. So someone might say, I'm not a teacher, Pastor Matt. I don't know if I can teach someone to obey everything that Jesus has commanded. And I'd say two things to that. I'd say first, that you probably teach more than you know. So keep at it. Especially teaching one-on-one with folks by example, and explaining why you live the way you live. But I'd also say, could you make a crock pot of food for the wild game dinner in February? Jamie Morgan is putting together a team of people to make a crock pot of food for the wild game dinner. Because we're working together to reach our community for Jesus Christ. And every little bit helps. What are you good at? What can you do? You see, this is your mission. It's not my mission alone. I'm just, I'm just the pastor. That's one of my phrases. I'm just the pastor. See somebody else. I'm just the pastor. right? This is our mission together. What are you good at? What can you do? Cody needs folks to get involved in the youth ministry. Did you read the bulletin where it said, there will be a planning meeting where Cody wants to shape youth for the year. You know what that means? Help. Right? That's a call for help. Come on out to Cody's meeting after church today and say, What can I do to help make disciples of the young people in our church and community? We're working together. We have a mission to accomplish together. And we all need to be all in. So have you embraced this mission as yours? This is an election year. You probably knew that, unless you've been a hermit for the last six months. Everybody know it's an election year? Anybody miss that? The election is important. And as Christians, as followers of Christ, we ought to be praying and researching the candidates and making informed choices about whom to vote for this spring and then this fall. But the election isn't as important as our mission. As Christians, we need to keep our eye on the ball. We need to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing doesn't change no matter who's in power. The main thing is making disciples of Jesus Christ 
through the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're all about. Two points of application before we go to this table. Number one, be a disciple in 2016. Be a disciple of Jesus Christ in 2016. If you have not yet put your faith and trust in Jesus, I invite you to do that right now. You can't make disciples unless you are one already. And if you don't know if you are, you aren't. Right? Do it now. Turn from your sin and put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross for you. Jesus Christ came back from the dead. You can trust Him. Become a disciple. Take that step of baptism and then follow Him on every level of your life. Are you following Jesus on every level of your life? Or are there some levels where He's not welcome? Is there like, you know, level one, level two, then there's the basement, then there's the sub-basement, and there's the basement under that? And Jesus is allowed on levels one and two. Those are the ones everybody sees, but maybe there's some levels where He's not welcome. Are you learning to obey everything that Jesus has commanded? The goal of being a disciple is becoming like the one you're following. Are you becoming like Jesus? What needs to change? Do you know what your Lord is like? I encourage everyone here to read your Bible this year. We have these reading plans in the back this year. They're blue. I'm using this one, the the littler one, this year. Trying to read through the entire Bible in a year. Are you praying? Are you giving your heart over to the Lord every day? I am learning to pray the Lord's Prayer in 2016. The Lord has recently impressed upon me to really learn the Lord's Prayer as a model and guide for my prayers this year. What about you? Are you growing as a disciple? Are you following Jesus on every level of your life? We don't just want decisions for Christ. We want disciples of Christ. What needs to change in your life? A disciple is someone who is changing, who's becoming like Jesus. Be a disciple in 2016. Publicly and privately follow Jesus on every level. And number two, make disciples in 2016. Get into the game. Embrace this as your mission in whatever walk of life you're in. So if you're a mom, you're a discipler. Your job is to make disciples of your kids. If you're a worker, you're a discipler, right? As we learned this fall, part of your job is being an ambassador for Jesus on the job and influence others to follow Him. You don't have to be a pastor or a missionary or go to Rome to take part in this mission. We all have a part. Everyone reach one. What can you do this year, this week, this afternoon to help fulfill the Great Commission? Because that's what we're all about. The years change. But the mission stays the same until the end of the age. And until the end of the age, our Lord Jesus goes with us. Did you catch that? Jesus doesn't just send us. He goes with us. Look at verse 20. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Is that phrase written anywhere in this room? Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's on that banner right above the door. We're so used to it, we don't always necessarily see it as we walk out. But it's to remind us right there, as we walk out every Sunday, that we are going on a mission and that He is going with us. He's not the kind of commander who just sits behind the, sits behind the, the friendly lines all the way at the back and sends people out. Hey you, head out on that dangerous mission. Good luck! 
That's not what kind of a commander our Lord is. He sends us out on this mission, and it is dangerous. It is dangerous to live as a disciple of Jesus. In many parts of the world, it could get you killed. And there may be a day when it can here. But He goes with you on that mission. By His Spirit, Jesus goes with us on this mission. We are sent, but we are not sent alone. What did we learn last week? Emmanuel, right? God with us in Jesus. We are not alone. We are sent on a grand mission and the sender will be alongside of us every step of the way. I'm looking at the clock and I'm saying, communion would be rushed if we did that today. Let's do it next week. Come next week with your hearts ready to celebrate communion. But go this week into your mission field. You are being sent on a mission in 2016. It's not a new mission. It's the old one. The one He gave us from the start. 